birthday gift for you. <laughs> it's a promise that when we grow up, we're going to get married to each other. Someone, call an ambulance! You talk. <gasps> when we grow up, we're gonna get married. <sighs> the curse that was placed upon you? that can save people too depending on how it's used i don't want to hurt anyone anymore learn how to use that power you can cast it all away later if you still decide to this is not a place for the curse to be hanging around do be careful now you two try not to die to break a curse you must first understand curses rika why did you come to jujutsu high what do you want? What are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? Rika. Yes, Yuta? Lend me your strength. There's no curse more twisted than love. So I'll have to crush you myself. Freely curse each other to the dead. Come out, Riga! Welcome, listeners, to Podcast LNA. Tonight is movie night, and tonight it is Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Uh, yeah, it's uh, time for another big shutdown movie. Yeah, so this one is interesting, and also canon, and also kind of a prequel, but also kind of connected. It's like it's all of the above. It's all of the above, and neither, but also both. <laughs> Am I going somewhere with this? Probably not. Nah, you're, you're not. <laughs> the corner. As always. So yes. Um, sorry for the last episode being late. I've been busy with a lot of things. So uh, to make up for this, uh, something we actually planned on doing. But it's the thought Yay. that counts, damn it. It's the thought that counts. We think. We think. We try. We think, therefore we are, or so- something. I-, I-, I don't know what these scientists say. Anyways, yeah. I can tell you what the science aren't talking about. Spirits. Curses. Ghosts. Young love? (laughs) Spooky horror. It's all the rage now. Jump scares, but also your panda friends there. Yeah, you, you, you could certainly call this a jump scare. Okay, okay, uh, Andrew, I'm gonna have to correct you. You made a mistake there. What? You know, you know what it is. Oh right, panda, panda, panda is not, is a, not panda. a panda. Sorry, <laughs> silly me. Thank you for correcting me, so I can forget about Alex's fucking joke that gave me indigestion. You're the one who said it, not me. 
Say you said you said jump scare. I you put emphasis on the thing I didn't even realize. Ugh. Yeah. I hate these jokes that I don't even realize are terrible, <laughs> cringy jokes. I want the power to make you feel the cringe, not me. I don't want it turned back at me. You have the power of Apollo and the power of Chugga Conway with uh, terrible puns you don't even realize. Ugh, lordy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah. We have a movie to talk about, but there's one little catch to this. What's the catch? I'm not familiar with this show at all. Like, I, I know the fundamentals, but I, I have not uh, actually sat down to watch the whole show because I have, like, 200 other shows I have waiting to be watched. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, that works out because, uh, technically speaking, this is the first piece of Jujutsu Kaisen media to ever exist. Or I happen to find this movie extremely accessible. Mm-hmm. I'm very fascinated to hear your perspective as somebody who is straight up new or does not have the context of the anime series. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be fun to talk. That That's not my giving an indictment over the series. It's more like... Um... My brain only has enough room for so many shonen titles, and it's it's hard to fit more in there. I I managed to make a little bit of room in my brain for you know all of Demon Slayer because I felt like I needed that context. Thankfully, here th- this serves as a pretty good entry point for newcomers like me who are who haven't gotten fully on board with the rest of the series. It's also a single volume, so that absolutely makes it, like, really easy to adapt for an anime movie, too. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's a very interesting decision that they did this, which... Also, this didn't work for the global release of the film, because you really can't make it work, but... You remember when the original Akira movie came out? The and then in the, the beginning of the movie was the date the premiere date of the movie and then Tokyo exploded. Mhm. So, Jujutsu Kaisen 0 actually did that something similar with its release in Japan because the key event that happens in the climax of this movie was on the same day the film was released in Japanese theaters, December 24th. Mm-hmm. Though I think that wouldn't have worked over here, mostly because around that time, like, every theater was being clogged by friggin' Spider-Man. It's also a fucking Chris. It's also Christmas. Christmas is fucking packed here. Yeah, so, uh... Yeah, so, you know what? Uh, I'm not about being example, so I'm going to just steal the joke Mother's Basement made about this. You know what this means, don't you? What? This is technically a Christmas movie. That's right! That means it's perfect for your Christmas movie marathons with the Christmas story, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Die Hard. You know the drill. Oh my god, I hate... Why did it take me this long to realize that? Oh, fuck. Oh. (laughs) But we're, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, so... As is... Uh, usual with whenever we talk about movies. How was our experience considering where we are with uh, everything going on? 
I have a little story, but I'll, I'll let you guys go first. Uh, mine, uh, mine was quite pleasant. I went to see it at like uh, four in the afternoon on a four, uh, four in the afternoon on a Friday last week. There were like maybe like six or seven other people in the theater, so it was quite pleasant. I saw it at uh, four thirty on this past Thursday, and it was in a pretty big theater, and it didn't sell a lot of seats, which was a lot preferable to uh, when I might have seen it on a Saturday in a small, completely packed <laughs> theater, because I don't know about you, but I still don't really want to sit next to me. That, 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 that's fair. Like, I feel you I, I've gotten a little more comfortable being around people, because, you know, I, I follow all the numbers and the data, and what, again, whatever we're doing, let's just keep doing it. Um, so... I have yet to actually see an anime movie in IMAX, so I decided, you know what? I'll see it in IMAX this time around. So I got my ticket for that Saturday showing, opening weekend, without realizing that these were subtitled screenings. Uh, you'll notice I made a big stink about the lack of dub screenings, and thankfully, uh, the people in charge came to their senses and added more dub screenings, which, uh, thank you. That was nice, though I have... So that is sort of plays into some of my story with seeing yeah, this movie. Yeah. So, but I actually did see the dub uh, before we started recording this show on a Friday. At uh, so it's very fresh. In yeah, five o'clock in the afternoon. There was only about uh, six people there, which hey, that was pretty cool. I don't like that AMC excluded this from a list, so I had to actually, you know, pay money for the ticket, which. Uh, yeah, that was fifteen dollars. Which yeah, I got my money's worth. So the IMAX screening was actually twelve dollars. Usually it's the other way around; it's more expensive. But uh, yeah, that IMAX screening at a busy theater in an even busier mall. I think there were over a hundred people in there. Ah, damn. Okay. Which I haven't had an experience like that in a while. Like the closest that I that I could really think of is uh, when I saw the Matrix. Resurrections in the theater, and when uh, Trinity said the "I wish you would stop fucking calling me that name" line, I, I, there was some applause. That that's pretty much it. Like it, it's been a while since I've had a packed theater experience like that. It it was fun, though. I I do have a couple complaints regarding the IMAX showing. Optimized for IMAX. Um, in terms of sound, sure, but in terms of the actual projection. Uh, IMAX has a different aspect ratio, and the movie did not fit, so it was sort of letterboxed. It's, it's not a big deal, but it's still kind of annoying. Like, like, give me the proper IMAX frame. It feels like they should know better, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, just don't do an IMAX at all and just focus on... You know, Dolby Cinema is a fantastic experience. I might see Sonic 2 at Dolby Cinema. You never know. But, uh, mm. yeah, besides that, uh, it was a good experience. It was a lot of fun. There were even some people uh, with the, some of the cosplay hair in the theater, which, hey, that's always fun. It's nice. So my theater experience was effectively, okay, there was something else I wanted to do that day, and Steph was also up that day, so I was like, okay, sweetie, let's do something crazy. Let's do both of these things we wanted to do on the same day and see if we can make it work. So, there was a small convention in Connecticut going all called CT GamerCon that we pretty much only went to because 
Kellen Goff was going to be there. He's like, ooh, I got things inside. He's, he seems like a cool dude. So that was an hour and a half out from where we're going to be. So it's like, okay, they're going to be playing the movie. I want to see the movie at a theater close to where we're going to be instead of around where we live. Because if we're going out that far, let's make it less of a hike for us. So we did that. The convention opened at 11. The only dub screening at the theater near that convention was at 1.30. So I was like, ah, shit. Are we going to have to go back and forth between the two if there's things we want to do? Thankfully, it was a small con, despite being held in a fucking casino. It was in a pretty small area of the humongous fucking casino. So, got the signatures in like 20 or 30 minutes. Explored the con a little bit. Saw the show, saw the dealer's room, saw some people playing Smash, and we're like, okay, I've had our fill of the con, let's go to the movie. Which was like 15, 20 minutes out from the convention, and then we went to the movie. It was, uh, I think it was a Regal Cinemas, which was interesting. It, it felt like it was in the middle of nowhere. It was like right next to like a supermarket and a pretty small kind of middle of nowhere town. Um... I didn't mind it, though, and the theater had a decent bit of people, but wasn't, like, completely crowded, and I had a recliner seat. So, so yeah. I was just worried it was going to be a longer day of having to go back and forth, and it's like, nope. We saw, we pretty much did everything at that con in an hour, and then we're like, let's go to the movie. And then we did. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um... One of the complaints I have, I have to have about the IMAX showing, they still have those very old "quote unquote" stadium seats. Like, give, uh, give me the recliner seats, or give me nothing at all. This is why I don't really go to IMAX showings because the only one near me has also those, and uh, uh, they are not large people friendly. They're not. They're not, they're not bad back friendly either. They're just. They're just kind of bad in general. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like, I realize it wouldn't be cheap to remodel most theaters for IMAX with better seating, but, uh, do it. <laughs> Please do it. Uh, you know, um, yeah, um, it, it, it was fun seeing it on the big IMAX screen with the proper, you know, sound system and everything. I just wish they, you know, formatted it better on the screen, but that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, as for usual, um, there will be spoilers. Go see the movie for the if you haven't movie. already, because that's just what we For did. the entire movie and a little touch of anime to make some context. Sure, yeah. So, um, I either listen to it after you see the movie or listen to it regardless. We don't care as long as you listen to it. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. We appreciate you. So. Except you. <laughs> you know what you did. Yes, you know what you I did. I saw that take you put on Twitter, motherfucker. Don't think I'm not judging you. <sighs> Jesus Christ, you fucking garbage taste in anime. Not a fan of the penguins, are we? <sighs> yeah, I saw that too. Anyway, um. So. How do we begin a movie of this magnitude? Death? Um, 
Whatever that noise was, yeah. Oh. Oh, wait, no, mutilation. We didn't start with death, we started with mutilation. Yes, um, in gruesome fashion. God, I don't believe that those kids survived, unless they literally just uncontorted their bodies. Yeah. All courtesy of a uh, feeble young lad named Yuta, and his um special friend, we'll just say. His stand, his, his no, not his stand. His stan, his girlfriend who stands him. His stan friend, Stan. Go stand in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that one got a little out of hand, and yeah. I stole a little bit of that from Tape Four Star. Yeah, beaut. Yeah, uh, when you try your best, but you don't succeed. I try. Uh. So yes. So, we see our good boy, Yuta, um, basically getting interrogated by a little man named Satoru Gojo. Gojo is... Alex, this is going to be the first of several questions I'm going to ask, as you are somebody who has not swallowed any of Sukuna's fingers yet. Shut up! What are your thoughts on Satoru Gojo? Well, he's cool, he's silly, he's not that serious unless you uh, provoke him. And he's got some killer eyelashes. The killerest eyelashes. Yeah. Also, uh, Keiji Tang is wonderful in that role. Oh, fucking. That is like. It's basically like for all the people who slept on KG Tang as Osamu Dazai, this is what KG Tang as Osamu Dazai sounds like, but even more unhinged. Oh yeah, oh, exactly. And it's, it's beautiful. It, it is exactly as wonderful and delightful as you think it is. Actually, this would be a good segue to talk about the voice actor for our lead main character, Yuta. Uh-huh. Uh, Yuta Okotsu, in Japanese, is played by Megami Ogata, who you'll know of Shinji Ikari, uh, Makoto Naigi, Nagito Kamaida, and Hanako from Toilet Bound Hanako fame. To say they are a prolific voice actor in the industry is kind of an understatement, to be honest. Ah, uh, one of the greats. One of the one of the greats. You would even. I would even go as far to say goats. Even <laughs> I just used the word goats, and I didn't uh, want to uh, throw up. Yes, uh, it is. It, it is for me. It is neck with neck with them and like Ruby Park. But like, yeah, uh, definitely up there. Anyways, hold on to that goat thought, actually, because that actually is part of the segue. Because Yuta, in English, is played by a woman named Kaylee McKee. Kaylee McKee recently made a splash, probably, God, it was just last year. Last year, I would say, she became part of, like, the anime voice acting lexicon, or got on my radar, when she booked the role of Pina in Beastars Season 2. Very good, very slutty little goat boy in Beastars. <laughs> <laughs> love that little slut doing his best still hasn't got it eaten yet bless his heart anyways 
Ever since, she has gone on to play a couple of other fun and interesting characters, notably Sei Satomi in Kageki Shoujo, Matthias Hildesh... Oh my god, what is that fucking name? Uh, the main character of The Strongest Sage with the Weakest Crest, uh, Tasuku in Sasuke and Miyano, and Jean d'Arc in Requiem of the Rose King. To name a few. This is probably the biggest thing that she has gotten to play. Mm-hmm. Chet, there was something you told me when you saw this movie. I want you to repeat that for the... For the... I want you to repeat that for the clap. Ah, fuck me! Full time for the for the crowd. I got you. I was gonna say class, uh, but yes, that works. It, it, yeah, so, yeah. So I actually saw it. I actually saw it mentioned in like a in like a brief review of the dub before I even saw the movie. So I was kind of keeping. I was kind of looking at it for, it, but when I heard the movie, like it definitely clicked for me. Uh, so it is definitely very interesting that uh, Yuta is played by Megumi Ogata in Japanese. Uh, because, um, because, um, obviously, uh, I'm pretty sure most people are aware at this point. Uh, for many years, uh, the English, her English, I mean, their, ah, definitely got that, uh, their English counterpart, uh, in English for Chinji would be one Spike Spencer. And, uh, gotta say that Kaylee's, uh, performance as Utah reminded me a lot of Spike Yeah, Spencer. I heard that too. Like, like in like more, a lot of the uh, screaming, yelling parts. Like that, that certain I also timber or timbre, or whatever the term is. But I, I heard it too. And also goes without saying, fucking. Dope to see a trans woman leading a big shonen anime feature film. Got a dope here. Like that's fucking, fucking rad. Here, she's got the chops. She's got the voice. She's fucking killing it, and I can't wait to see her get more things. Oh wait, she's fucking testament. She's fucking testament in Guilty Gear Strive now. <laughs> Fantastic. A canonically non-binary character, and everything about them is like, oh, you've got, like, I think I uh, jokingly thought, okay, you got, like, goth trans girl vibes going for you, Testament, and, like, yeah, they, they, they're pulling it off. They, uh, they seem to have a fairly impressive range, also, because, uh, did anyone here watch Kotaro Lives Alone? I have not, but I know that she plays a big character in Kotaro Lives Alone. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, she does. She plays a gruff Yakuza man. It's great. <laughs> it, I, I did not think it was the same person by any means, but apparently. so. D- dude, acting's fucking rad. Yeah. yeah. And th- this is just sort of a, a blanket exclamation, but... Uh, to all the old curmudgeonly white people who have a problem with trans women and trans men um, existing, uh, you, you're just free to just get in your car and just drive up a fucking cliff because you, you are waste to society. Trans, trans rights are human rights. Trans people are real men and women and non-binary people. They fucking count. Oh, hey, J.K. Rowling. 
How's that the whole thing treating you right now? Okay, God, I know this is going to date us. I just, I'm just processing the literal fact that, like, Vladimir Putin compared Russia to J.K. Rowling getting canceled, and it's like, what? What? What the fuck even? Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my actions. She's self-aware enough to know that, yeah... Getting acknowledged by Putin is bad, but not self-aware enough to understand why she is in this situation and why that is a bad thing. Oh, well. Man, f God. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ugh. There are other, there are other open world games. You don't have to play the, uh... Yeah. That one. Play uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. That's a fun game. It's a great game. Play Spider-Man. Yeah, or Spider-Man Miles Morales. I, I just 100%ed yeah. Spider-Man, so now or, I have to go uh, play Miles Morales. Play this game uh, Haven. You can be a gay couple in it, which is awesome. Yeah, that was something they actually recently added in a patch. Mm -hmm. They actually, because it was originally just a same-sex couple, or, or it was just a heterosexual couple, and then they made the addition so you could have uh, them be lesbians or homosexuals. Like that's that's a rad change. That's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, we're gonna play Hades, where you can discover you're gay. <laughs> well, you can have your cake and uh, quote unquote eat it too. Oh yeah, Kaylee's good. That's why we're. That's let, let's let me bring this back around. Kaylee is killing it. They. She's fantastic. She's mm -hmm. genuinely fantastic and, like, one of the strongest performances in this dub and carries it. Oh, yeah, she's great. Alongside her ghost girlfriend, Rika. Mm-hmm. Which, the fact... I am very tickled for a very specific reason that this character is named Rika. <laughs> and why would so, that be? I'll tell you why. Because in English, Rika Orimoto uh, is played by one Anaris Kinonyes, who has played such characters as Yuki Yoshikawa in Horimiya, Yelena in Attack on Titan, Echidna in ReZero, and yes... Rika Kawaii, as in Kawaii, because she's a cutie, in Wonder Egg fucking priority. Probably, like, the fucking winner of my best supporting performance in a dramatic role for the 2021 W Awards. Ah, uh, yeah, she killed it in that role. Not only does she kill it, she's a very different version of herself, where it is not only extreme... What if, what if your Yandere crush was a fucking demon kaiju, but yeah. also had, like, the mental capacity of a fucking nine, ten-year-old girl? Uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I gotta say, uh, I mean, um, I mean, I knew at this point that Anaris has, like, a pretty good range. I mean, I haven't heard, like, everything she's done, but... Uh, but everything I have heard her in, she's, like, sounded fairly different. And uh, this is simply no exception, be and this is simply no exception, because I gotta say, 
Uh, and it's going to sound weird, but honestly, if I did not know it was her, I might have actually mistaken her for Laura Bailey. You know, I can kind of hear it. I can kind of hear it a little, yeah. I didn't even consider that until you brought it up, but I fucking hear it. But God, no, uh, they have both been killing it lately, and for good reason. They're good mm-hmm. at what they do. Yeah. The two characters do have a very uh, fun, young puppy love dynamic going on, even <laughs> if uh, their on-screen relationship isn't wholly defined and laid out, but that obviously wasn't the biggest priority here. It wasn't. You just needed the window dressing for why this powerful fucking creature to the point that this little kid from, like, bumfuck nowhere is a fucking threat and everybody wants a piece of him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and as we find, as we found out later, uh, we now know why she is the way she is, because when they were very young, they met uh, in a hospital... And cue the young puppy love. It's very cute until the young puppy gets run over. Yeah, after uh, she... Uh, Jesus! After- it's, it's, it's everyone's favorite arts nemesis, Truckoon. It... Oh, God. God. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, this was after, of course, she uh, gave him an engagement ring because that's just what you do when you're 11 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the- then, uh, yeah, um run over by a truck and uh, dead. And so, yes. So that, that is the setup for why he has a creepy ghost girl that is basically just surrounding him every waking moment. So that's the setup. Also, the, also she doesn't let him kill himself. Yeah. That, that's kind of glossed over, but it's like, yeah, he's tried to kill himself. And she won't let him. Yeah, that knife and that's got kind of horrifying. Real good. Yeah. So yeah, he then gets in the care of uh, Jujutsu High, and gets in the care of the best worst teacher you could ever ask for, <laughs> Satoru Gojo, who's like, I'm gonna watch out for you. I I'm gonna take care of you, kid. We're gonna enroll you in Jujutsu Tech. And then fails to mention what his deal is to any of his other classmates. <laughs> Literally, they're just like, oh, did Gojo not mention that? Yeah, Gojo didn't mention that. And he's just like, teehee. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Gojo. Gojo sucks. Gojo's the best at being the worst. Yeah, he, he's a bit uh, scatterbrained in a lot of those elements, but uh, it's all part of the charm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of charm, um, we get to meet his other three classmates and fellow sorcerers from the Jujutsu Tokyo branch first years. Uh, that includes the likes of Panda. Panda is not a panda. He's not, but he's a good boy. He's a very good boy. Um, he's a very good boy. He's played by one Matthew David Rudd. Um... There's also uh, Inomaki. Uh, is it Toe Inomaki? Toge uh, yeah. Inomaki. Yeah. Um, he is a good boy who has the powers of cursed speech. So the only thing he can actually communicate with is in rice bowl ingredients. 
Yeah, ba- yeah, basically, if he yeah, basically if he says anything else, he might like accidentally kill people. Yeah, he, I he, I the the closest I can come to is like, uh, who's that one guy from the Marvel comics whose voice is so strong that he can just destroy everything? I think he's got a dog. Uh, I don't remember what his character this is. Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, he's played by Xander Bobus. And then there's uh, Maki Zenin. Maki Zenin is the fucking best. Uh-huh. She's great. She's great. I liked her. I liked her in the anime series, and this does an extra amazing job of endearing me to her and also explaining what her deal is to new viewers. Because mm-hmm. Maki is straight up. She doesn't have any cursed energy or even cursed abilities of her own. She's a reject from a big Jujutsu uh, sorcerer clan who basically just has no latent ability and powers and was kind of cast aside. So now she uses uh, cursed tools that have been precursed to use in battle and is basically her deal is to become a fantastic, impressive, basically one of the best sorcerers to spite her family. And... Some could you could make an argument that you could have a stronger series with her as a main character. I don't think I would fight them on that. She is fucking. I I love Maki. She's great, and she's played by the ever wonderful, ever talented Allegra Clark. And then they hang out with. Uh, they get to understand and hang out with our boy Yuta. Go on missions, do the things, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one I think is a training mission to a elementary school uh, with him and Maki. Yeah, they uh, both team up. They go to the school. The veil is uh, would that would it be lifted or lowered? I think uh. they placed the veil to make sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, and uh, for this training exercise, who do they get to deal with? Rita Repulsa's Party Patrol. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's a way of putting it. Everything is much funnier when you imagine that this is all operating under Power Rangers logic. Uh, I can kind of see it. Uh, I'd say, uh, say uh, at some point, I should try to explain to you how the power system in this series works. It's it's extremely absurd. It, you don't <laughs> need to learn. You don't need to burden yourself with that knowledge for now, because it's it's a lot. <laughs> All you need to know is that there are powers and they can do things. Yeah, that 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 they can also do they can also do extremely that, that, things. That, that's simple that enough for me. That's all I need. Anyways, they get Vord. Uh, yeah, and it's uh quite disgusting. It's disgusting. Yep, and it's rough. But then when those kids and Maki are at risk of dying, um, he calls up his ex. As like, hey, can you pick me up? And then, and then, oh man, man, when he first lets out, uh, Re- Re- Rika, oh my god, <laughs> uh, horrifying. That ring, that ring does look pretty on her, though. That ring does it. Were, it brings out her eyes real good. Yeah. And she knows it. <laughs> She's ready to destroy the whole world yeah. for her man. Oh my god. Yeah. 
there's one thing Mappa knows how to do. It's make uh, rings effective tools. Wow, that was not where I thought you were going with that. Okay. But you're right. Don't ever forget the ring, otherwise you're going to get bullied on Twitter <laughs> until you put the ring back on. <laughs> yeah, and then the fandom will single-handedly carry Yuri Koski to win a Polygon uh, poll contest. God, that's... Uh, you know what? Nothing but respect for you, Yuri, on Ice Fuckers. Y'all are good people. Anyways, um, uh, Rika just fucking destroys that thing. And that was the moment I was like, wow, Anaris is stupid talented. Mm -hmm. I'm also scared shitless of her right now. <laughs> that was the intention. And during that whole uh, process, Yuta is willing himself to carry uh, Maki and the two kids out to safety, even if... Uh, even if he it's... doesn't have anchor arms yet. Yeah, not yet. He'll he'll get him eventually, but uh, eventually. But uh, yeah, that was enough to hit for him to pass the first training exercise, showing the strong will to um, save people from the evils of of uh, being bored. Ba basically, he's like, I I don't want to be weak and helpless and left behind. I want to make friends and relationships and have people depend on me. It's basically pretty standard shonen fair stuff. But look, look, dudes. I am a sucker for meek, quiet, kind of unassuming little coward getting the courage to stand up for what's right and kicking ass and taking names. I'm a, I'm a sucker for shy, scared kid being a secret, badass, strong, dependable character. And Yuta checks all of those boxes I like. So Yuta's great. Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I enjoyed that part. I'd go so far to say, like, I'd go so far to say, is like the beginning of the movie is probably the best stretch of it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It all caps off with uh, Yuta confiding with uh, Gojo about the situation he's in, with him saying that it feels like he's the one who laid the curse on. And now he's driven even more to break the curse and free her. Yeah, because at this point, the assumption is that she is that before she died, Rika cursed him so that they would stay together forever. When it's like, but it's like, if she loves you and adores you this much, why is she haunting you? That that doesn't make sense. That'll come up later. Yeah. It, it makes up for a very solid first act of the film. Nothing too out there, but just enough character progression and development to understand the motivation for why this character is who he is and what he wants to do going forward. So, yeah, good stuff. He also loses his student ID, which, like, how are you going to buy... How are you going to buy meals? Like, my student ID had, like, credits on it so I could buy food. Like, how are you going <laughs> to buy food, buddy? Right. You know how it is. All all these kids with their phones. It, it's all on the internet now. Yeah. Also, I think he's got the same birthday as my dad. <laughs> Actually, hang on. Is was it July third or March seventh? Okay. I don't remember. Uh, Utah, J J J Google. Don't fuck me with spoilers. Okay. <laughs> I really. I mean it. Don't fucking fuck me 
with spo- oh no 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 it's March seventh never mind false alarm they did the reverse thing they did the reverse mm-hmm. thing because foreign Be- countries because Japan because well, well that's most of the world actually yeah. we're 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 Americans we like to do things the weird way yeah we're the idiots around here if you can't tell by uh, everything ah uh, uh, anyways uh so yeah that's what's up and then you get to training and. Swordplay. Where are you going with this? I wasn't go. Oh god! Oh, I realized where that could have gone. That's actually not where I was going with it, but I realized where that could have gone. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, this is like the most I suppose. Is it? Yeah, this is the point of the movie where you could really tell it was adapted from like a volume of manga because this is very much just like, hey, let's like. Well, the parts I have characters a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, I think that was a good call because as somebody who has seen the anime, I, like, they did a great job with Maki. I loved all the stuff that they did with Maki, even the training with Maki. But I think probably the single most criminally underused or the character I cared the least about in the original series was Inamaki. So just straight up giving me a section to care about Inomaki was a good call. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. takes up the first bit of, of the second act, but uh, uh, before we get there, we have to establish how we got there with uh, uh, Maki and Yuta in the middle of uh, training with their kendo sticks, which uh, leads to, um, well, as you would expect, Maki getting the upper hand and pinning him down with a bonk to the forehead and going, and you're dead. With Yuta going, was that really necessary? Yes, it was. It was great. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah, as, yeah, uh, yeah. To which I, to which I will, to which I will briefly say, uh, I am still a very strong supporter of the. Uh, I'm still a very strong supporter of the Baki Dobara ship. You will understand this if you watch the TV series. Yeah. But 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 I will also say uh, Maki Yuta is also. It's yeah. a very it's a good choice too. I I think I'm of the opinion of sticking with the lesbians. But fucking you know what, <laughs> Maki Yuta ain't bad. Which by the way, I'm gonna be. I have a question for you. Did you guys think the movie froze when yeah. Panda was doing his thing? Oh yeah, yeah. I literally thought the movie. <laughs> okay, because like Panda's just kind of in the middle of talking. It's like oh, they seem like. Just good friends. And then he pauses for like two to three seconds. He doesn't move. There is no music and sound <laughs> playing. There's like a good three seconds of no motion on the screen before he does the, the comedic zoom in. <gasps> and then, but it's like before that happened, I'm like, oh, fuck, did the movie break? I think that may have just been how it is. (laughs) It is just how it is. But for those several seconds, I thought the movie stopped. Uh, Yeah, it was a a clever genjutsu on their part. But yeah, uh, Panda ships it. And he asked asked the important questions to uh, Yuta. So uh, just between you and me, big or small? And Yuta is a man of culture, folks. I I think he wasn't sure what to respond with. He's like, um, yes. <laughs> where, where where he's like, I don't understand where we're going with this. But cool. Yeah. Anyways, 
I was a, uh, a big fan of the uh, the female ish the, the the female leadish character there. Uh, Maki, Maki. For what that's worth, yeah. uh, I don't know that she's in the show at all. But uh, oh, 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 wait, Joe, you haven't seen Jujutsu either. I've seen like three episodes. Okay, uh, yeah, she's in the show. Yes, um, yeah, these they are. Uh, this group of characters is not the main group, but they are basically the secondary group. Basically, if uh, if the main characters of Itadori, Megami, and Nobara are Team 7, these guys are Team 8 or Team 10. Kelp. Yes. Kelp to you two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, they, they mentioned the fact where it's like, okay, so dude... You can't just bring, you can't just bring your girlfriend out all the time, because she's a special grade. We don't know what her deal is. She might wreck some shit way worse. So you have to control that a little. So we're gonna give you an item to embed your energy in. So you're gonna use that ring as a conduit, and you're gonna put that Kurt's energy into this sword because we think you would look cool with a sword, and he does look cool with a sword. Mm-hmm. So then he goes to accompany um, Inamaki on a mission he could totally handle himself, but it's just like, hey, you can make some friends. Also, it will be funny. <laughs> yeah. Gojo's whole deal is that he just wants to do things because, okay, he ha- he is so strong that he has full authority and ability to fuck around and live to find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, without spoiling too much, uh, when, when Gojo makes casual, strong, casual comments about being the strongest, he's actually not joking. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I only know a little bit of offhand details about how the series works. Apparently there's, like, a political hierarchy of sorcerers or whatever they're called in, in this world. Basically, the old the old traditions versus new wave. Uh, Gojo is absolutely spearheading the new wave, and and it just basically says "fuck the old way." Y'all are <laughs> decrepit old fucks who are going to hamper more than help. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, he is definitely not a very he's definitely not a particularly big fan of the boomers, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so is that why he always uh, wraps tape around his eyes, or is that for another reason? I don't actually know why he does that. It's okay, 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 look, it, the, the reason is very simple. I mean, they had to be, like, he's a very clear homeless of Kakashi, I mean, they, they had to do that not somehow. So, but okay, but I guess they figured, like, I guess they figured putting it over one eye would be too obvious, so he just covers both of his eyes. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say this, um... I will absolutely say um, the black bandana is looks way better than the white bandana. I think the white bandana is fine, but it doesn't look nearly as cool to me. Yeah, to frankly, to me, the best Gojo is when he's just wearing chains. Oh, he is <laughs> he is just a thirst trap when he does that. <laughs> so, a comment about Gojo. Um, Obviously, I haven't seen much of the show, so that it could be nothing. But I, I had, I really felt like when he's saying that stuff about 
Gotta make sure I don't turn out like this kind of a something or other. That he was probably referring to how he may be to some extent in the actual show. It's just more he's like very clear to say for like uh, the politics of that particular society and boomers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of seemed like one of those things that could be like, uh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting thing for sure. But, yeah. So, for sure, Gojo is a treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he is uh, the compass of this whole uh, array that we've got going, which leads us into the next mission. Heading off to the shopping district to uh, clear some stuff out. By the way, something interesting that I think was pointed out to me, but clear with like all the signs that are going on. I think that is Funimation Blu-ray typography. It is. It absolutely is. is. So yeah. Signs were on the walls, I guess. Anyways. um, Oh, signs were literally on the walls. Yeah. I made it funny. So yeah, uh, pretty simple thing. made a funai. So, we got to see what, how powerful Curse Speech is. Yeah, and all this talk about how he can only speak in, you know, ingredients, that leads me to believe he's accidentally killed before. Oh, abs- I, I almost guarantee. I don't, I don't <laughs> know uh, his past, but he must have killed or maimed yeah. somebody accidentally. Yeah, which uh, in order to uh, circumvent using all that up at once, he gets himself a little thing of throat medicine, which uh, not usually what I get. I usually go for like some halls or whatever, but hey, whatever works. Which, you know what? I think that's something they established way better in this than in the actual show proper. Because in the show proper, they really don't go into what his curse speech actually does to his voice or that he kind of needs something to relieve the pain in his voice. Because like after like one or two big ones, you hear, you hear it in his voice that he is very scratchy and sore. I think that was something they actually established way better in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And I understood that a lot better. It's like, Oh, okay. No, this fucking hurt. You can't just keep doing that over. You do that once or twice, and it's like, oh, you are seething pain. Yeah. This is kind of a random reference, but I feel that the uh, main character from the Charlotte anime would refer to that as a half-assed ability due to its drawbacks. I'm disappointed that that we have brought... We are having a good time. We are discussing... <laughs> we are discussing a fun movie, having a good time, and you bring up fucking Charlotte! <laughs> Watch! Lay off the poor beavers, will ya? Jeez! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you showed up, jeepers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place! (sighs) What a tangled web we weave. Uh, tangled web we weave in deep. Anyway, uh, f- 
yeah, we find out uh, how powerful that cursed speech actually is, which uh, on this uh, school of cursed fish, yeah, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty fucking powerful because it's basically just a bunch of weaker ones that group together and he explodes them all at once. Mm-hmm. But then there's a tougher one. There's another one that wasn't uh, expected to show up. And he's freaky. He's a freaky boy. Yeah, we've 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 graduated from one of Rita Repulsa's Putty Patrol members to one of Rita Repulsa's um, Monsters of the Day. Yep, he's a tough boy. Yes, and uh, in the midst of their uh, skirmish, the uh, throat medicine gets uh, lost in the shuffle, which. Um, well, it's going to lead to some tension throughout the sequence, which, hey, that's always good for build-up. Yeah. Which gives Yuta the chance, instead of running away, to actually help out his new buddy, because he realizes Inamaki is not impenetrable. He's actually he's actually a nice guy who's just kind of trying to air around the edgy aura, but no, he's actually, he's actually a good dude. Mm-hmm. There's a lesson to be found here. Not everything is as it seems to be. Don't judge a book by its cover and uh, yada yada other cliches. The quiet kids aren't standoffish and mean. They're just awkward. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, through an element, through an act of uh, brazen bravery, Yuta runs to get uh, that throat medicine and just hurls it over to Inumaki, who decides to just open it and just chug the whole thing down, which... Does not sound safe. Don't do that, kids. The, the, the little spray thing is there for a reason. But uh, yeah, apparently uh, he needs all of it at once, and that's enough to uh, get the job done. Yeah, and he does the job real good. Mm-hmm. And with a declaration of uh, salmon... Sam and to you too. They are now best buddies. Ah, uh, good bros. He's good, good bros. Yeah, and it's good stuff. Yeah, and as the cam as the camera pans back as well, we find out who has uh, Yuta's student ID. That is a guy named Gato, the big bad evil cult leader motherfucker. Sugaru Ghetto. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, it is, uh, probably worth noting that, uh, he is also a major antagonist in the TV series. Okay, hang on, <laughs> hold, hold that thought, because that's a conversation for later in this episode. Yeah, we'll I just want to focus on what we're talking about now. Yeah, we're talking about, uh, Ghetto, the cult leader. So, I'll say this. The majority of this cast were previously in the TV anime and were in the original dub. I'd say most everybody that was in the original dub is about as good, if not slightly better, than their television version, probably because they're more experienced with the character, probably because they got a better feel of the character, yada yada. I'd say of every returning member in the cast... I'm going to go ahead and label Lex Lang as Gato as 
most improved. Oh, for sure. Just most improvement for a specific reason. In the TV series, he is just scheming monk. Kind of looks cool. Don't know what his deal is. In Zero, I now have a much better ideal at what his deal is. And what his deal is, is that he is, and I quote, What if Shigure Soma was a shonen supervillain? Yeah, yeah, um, and man, that's a fucking solid combination. Yeah, although he does a good job of hiding it uh, at face value because at first we see him as you know some kind of you know religious you know healer of sorts, helping out uh, a woman and her mother as she has trouble sleeping, but she's but he's able to detect that uh, there's something crushing her as she can't see and I do want to make note, a mention of a difference between the subtitled and the dub version because I saw both. Uh, in the dub version he says that this girl dreams of being assaulted. In the subtitled version it's much more blunt and it says that um, she dreams of being raped. Really? It's a little too blunt and I think they did a good job of uh, changing that lineup for the, for the dub. What's funny is I was even slightly uncomfortable the assault. Yeah, <laughs> e- even that's pretty heavy, but that that's yeah. definitely a lot for sure. But yeah, I think it's clear that he's got like the he's got the the moxie to show off that he is there to help and he's presentable and sweet to this young woman. But then to a valued patron who has bled all of his money dry and is like, I feel like I'm going to die now. Please help me. He's like, you got any money for me? <laughs> you got no money? I'm fucking done with you. Die, fucking monkey. To where he's basically like, okay, I go about this two way. One, you either got to give me curses that I can use and add to my stockpile or you give me money because I need that fucking bank. Oh, speaking have... of the monkey thing, by the way, oh, yeah. uh, just because I happen to remember this, some other people walking out of the theater after the end made some comment about, like, so who's the bigger racist, him or Frieza? And I was like, <laughs> Frieza? Yeah. Like, in a difference in context, uh, yeah, that would lead to people going, uh, is that racist? It feels a little racist. He he is a he is a human being who is looking down on other human beings because he has powers and thinks he is superior. That is a superiority complex. Frieza is literal space racist Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Ghetto has not wiped out an entire species, so I I don't think he's anywhere near as bad as Frieza. I, I do think they were making a joke based solely around yeah. the monkey comment. I I, so. I imagine, but it's like. Frieza is literally a racist. Yeah. Very casual racist. Yeah. Uh, The the lesson here, kids, uh, (laughs) don't give money to bogus churches. Nope. (laughs) Also, he has a couple of students or supporters. And I gotta say, followers. And I gotta say, they feel very, a lot of them feel very underdeveloped. 
Yeah, they they feel very one note, except for uh, the guy with the blonde hair, headband, and nipple pasties. What do you mean? Except for him, he's the lo- he's got the least going there on. There's a lot to unpack with that character design. There's a lot to unpack, but I don't necessarily think good intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah to which I say, uh, to which I say, I do not want to spoil anything, but I will be as vague as possible in saying uh, those characters will coming back later. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, but right now, they don't have a lot going on, and I'm just gonna say, n- nipple pasty guy is giving me big putty putty prisoner vibes, and that's not exactly a flattering comparison. Miguel and the trendy girls I like. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, did the rope guy, I think is who I'm meaning. To- that's Miguel. Did- uh, yeah. Played by Bill Butts, actually. Did he have a speaking role in the show? Uh, he has not popped up in the show yet, no. Hmm. This is the first time he appears. Because I got I got the audience reaction like they were either uh, amused or taken off guard by the guy's voice or something. Uh, Bill Butt sounds hot. <laughs> he sounded hot as the guy. Like, I think that's a very fitting voice. Yeah. Yeah, I was mostly just trying to which I can pull up things he's done in case you're curious. I just didn't prepare this one. As as I mean, uh, the big one would be uh, man. I don't even know if I can pronounce that character's name right. Cho- uh, Chocolata from JoJo Golden Wind. Yeah, the, yeah, there we go. I was I was trying to remember how to pronounce the name. He's also uh, Papa Kioske Hori in Horimiya, uh, Blood in uh, the Faraway Paladin. And I think in season two of Slime Time, he is Gazel Dwargo. Uh, yeah, that, that that should do it for now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, we get a good look at how uh, Ghetto operates as you know a cult leader, and uh, during the during that whole process, the investigation was ongoing, which. Uh, Gojo was able to surmise that uh, it could have only been Ghetto who has been uh, banished because he doesn't care for us measly mortals. Yeah, he when he got when he got a perse- superiority complex, he basically was just like, "Oh, I'm better than anybody. Why should I serve them when I am better?" Yep. And naturally, as any cult leader would do, this leads to the only natural progression. Declaring war on the sorcerers on Christmas Eve. Yeah. With a with a, a little bit of a visit to the old stomping grounds as well to uh lay out the law that he sees for the land. Which felt like it was just meant to be a very funny setup for the rest of the students to say, Hey, you better leave or Yuta here is gonna kick your ass. Yeah, I love how everybody throws him to the wolves. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> like, but hey, he's he's got he can talk the talk, but he can walk the walk. But that also brings Gato that brings Gato's glaring eyes on him. Yeah. Because basically Gato's got like a nice stockpile of like weaker monsters. Like he's been grinding in Pokemon. He's got a bunch of duplicates, but he hasn't really leveled them up. 
Like, there's a couple he cares about, but most of them are kind of weak sauce or there for uh, grinding or breeding. No. This is a big one. This is a real one. He wants that in his collection, and he's going to kill people to get it. Yeah, and the whole uh, war thing, it's just a diversion for the ultimate plan. Getting that lovely 11-year-old girl into his stockpile of curses. Oh, why did you have to say it like that? How else am I going to say it? Uh, <laughs> not like that? I don't know. Oh, well, well, I guess he is a cult leader. Yes, so. it, it comes with the territory. You know how that these religious true. folks operate. Fair enough, but still, even that, I was like, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> and I just said it so casually, too. I made a joke about a puppy getting run over, so yeah, I guess that's kind of par for the course tonight. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we also get to see, like, a, a scene with uh, uh, Yuta and Maki actually like having like a heart to heart with each other. And this is the final bit of development of the uh, trio for him. And yeah, granted, granted, you get you don't get much of Panda in this movie, but I think that the, Panda is kind of the least developed of the three in this one. He he gets a fun scene in the TV anime. I will say that. But Panda's Panda, and Panda's good boy. Uh, but Maki. Uh, you go a little more into everything going on with her and her relationship with her clan. And Yuta just being like, hey, yo, uh, I, I don't know how to react to that, but like, hey, girl, you want to destroy your clan? I'm down. <laughs> he's a good boy, and he means well, and fuck, he's, he's a good boy. I, I really like this character archetype, but he, he does a good job at it. He's very sincere and sweet. I like that. Good boy. Yeah. Good boy. Good boy, Utah. She um, was taken a little too aback by all that, too. And then... Gato shows up to be an asshole. Yep. This, this was soon become the worst Christmas ever. I think that... It's the third half. It's like basically the final act of the movie where Lex Lang really gets to shine and have a lot of fun with this role. Because, my God, this is like this is him going hog wild with kind of like this this sort of like crazed maniac who's very emotional and strange and like stunted. But he's like he's such a smarmy asshole and he sells a lot of that, too. The other thing that happens, because basically when he goes to war, he pretty much distracts the entire Jujutsu society. So they're all in, like, major cities and spots where all the curses he has let out are parading. But uh, Gojo, his old buddy, realizes, why the fuck is this guy not on the front, front lines Right now, his entire deal is that he is eccentric and theatrical as all hell. Why is he not here flaunting and showboating in front of the entire Jujutsu world? Because that's not his fucking plan. Yeah, and he's smart enough to figure out what's really going on. So, he's not quick enough to be there, but he's smart enough to send... Uh, the other first years on the front lines with him to go and help him out. Mm -hmm. 
unfortunately, uh, well, well, they tried, but um, Ma- Maki gets beaten near death, and both uh, Inamaki and Panda they put up a good fight. By the way, question: What do you th- okay? What do you think uh, Panda transformed into? This is an actual question, by the way. I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> what do you think Panda transformed into? Um, I know the name of the Pokemon. I can't pull it up off the top of my head. Uh, uh Joe, this, re- this pertains to you, too. I'm listening. This was a question for you and Alex. Oh, what do you, what pa- do you, uh, Pangoro. I may not have. Pangor. I'm not super familiar with newer Pokemon, so... This wasn't about Pokemon. What do you you literally think he... Okay. I don't know. I may have missed... I might have been in my own head for a moment. Anyways, that's a gorilla. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Because Panda's not a panda. Did you not hear us 20 minutes ago? We, We were very explicitly clear. Did you not understand that? I heard it. Anyways, don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. So, I just want to bring it up because that's always so funny. I, Jet, I understood why like panda is not a panda is so funny. It's it's ridiculous, but it's 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 true. It's, I don't get it. But, hey, panda is not panda. You're right. Whatever. Yeah. But yes, no, they put up a good fight, but they all got beat by by Gato. So, his goal was to get. Yuta's attention, make him mad, and bring his girlfriend out. And it succeeded. But first he went to go save his buds. But even but even Rika's smart enough to be like, okay, the writer's writing these two characters in enough scenes that there's something that could be there. I'm gonna fucking kill this girl for stealing my girl away. <laughs> and he's like, no. 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 She she's bad, my friend. Bad spirit. Don't bad. you fucking don't you fucking dare. And then she's like, "Oh, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't hate me. I'm so sorry." No, 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 no. I don't hate you. I hate him. Kill him dead. To which I feel there's one point in the movie where I had to question how the fuck does his power work? And that was specifically when he brought the megaphone out. Uh-huh. So, he, with Rika's powers, presumably, he managed to get a me- megaphone and copy um, Inumaki's cursed speech ability. Yeah, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was, like, specifically Rika or more, or more, like, oh, apparently he was talented enough to pull that off, which is... Something that both are possible. Both you could argue ass poles, but I'll say this: fuck if I didn't get chills <laughs> when like Kaylee just uttered "die." I was like, "Oh fuck!" It's okay. very good. Also, that's a um, good moment. Evidently, mm. it is established, at least when I'm reading from the manga, that their ability is they can copy curse techniques. Yeah. Uh, as uh, admittedly, it has been a little while since I read 
So as since I read the part where Yuta gets reintroduced into manga, so I don't remember things way that that was power work. I it's been a bit, but right now, as far as we know, the the most I know of his ability is that Rika was helping him, though he has his own abilities too. I'm guessing I'm guessing he's got like curse Sharingan powers or something, is what I'm going off of right now. Which I could be wrong, but I don't know. Where well, that goes into explaining how the power systems work. Which, yeah. Before we go into the fight, you see a little bit more of the a thou like the a thou the par- what is it called? The parade of a thousand demons. The night uh the night parade of I think it's a hundred. Okay. It's not a hundred, that's a thousand. It's the night parade of a thousand. Okay, I, okay. I mean, I've seen, okay. I mean, I watched enough Yuna Rise of the Yokai Clan. It's supposed to be hundred. Yeah. Uh, this leads back to everything going on in the city, which leads us to uh, the cavalcade of the cavalry characters that we barely know, but they're here to do their cool powers. So this is the part that is for the people who are fans of Jujutsu Kaisen already. This is probably the part of the movie that's probably the most perplexing to a new viewer. Because you're like, who the fuck these characters? But then if you're watching it, I saw me and my girlfriend were both like, yeah, Nanami! Nanami's here! (laughs) (laughs) Nanami's fucking great! Which, Jet, I have a question for you, Ashley, because this this was something Steph brought up to me, but I wasn't 100% certain. Is Nanami using the knife Yuji got at the beginning of the series? I do uh, I don't uh, I don't remember. In general, I just tried to I just try not to think too hard about how Nanami's powers work. No, but <laughs> no, I mean literally the knife he was using looked like the one he got that broke in like two episodes. Anyways, but Nanami's cool, and then you get to see a couple of the other uh, sorcerers, including the Kyoto branch. Yeah, a lot of those kids from the from the Kyoto branch, and like a couple of like notable named sorcerers. It, uh, yeah, and Ridley, I was actually, Ridley, I was actually expecting Toto to have, like, a bigger presence in this movie than he actually did. Yeah, because Toto's, because that character later on, he, one of his big feats is that he basically just stopped a shit ton of curses, like, single-handedly. Is it, yeah, yeah, I'm also pretty, I'm also pretty sure in this series he did, like, mention being a Koto, so I figured there was actually going to be, like, Something where the two of them interact, but no, but no, man, they they were in exactly different places at the time. So that that's the whole. Uh, these are fan favorite characters that were there at this event. That's what they're dealing. Okay, with. Uh, that that yeah, that's cool. Um, that that that's a good way to give people like me who don't know who these people are a taste of what they can do. I mean, imagine if that they did that in Batman v Superman. It would have sucked a little less. It still would have been terrible, but hey, it would have sucked a little less. But yeah, this was very much, that was the point of the movie where it's either A, you're going to be like, uh, who the fuck is everybody here? Or you're going to be like, oh, oh, that dude's neat. What's their deal? Go watch a TV series. Yeah, we got Flying Broomsticks. We got The Blind Swordsman. We've got Revolver Girl. We've got uh, Big Muscle Man and some other people. So yes, that's very much a go watch the TV show. But no, my my boy, my boy Nanami was there, and Nanami is genuinely the best. Mm-hmm. Basically, he is there if Gojo sees. 
he's there if Gojo's a bit too much for you, but you want to relate with, like, the millennial existentialism of life. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he is the irresponsible millennial adult you can date. Yeah. Oh, oh, he, he, yeah, he, he is dateable. He is. Wait, who's the name of the big guy, by the way? Uh, that uh, is Godo. Uh, Aoi, no, Toto. Toto. Aoi, okay. Uh, Aoi Toto. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, I like that he's just focused on getting everything done so we can go watch a, a Christmas special on TV. Oh, 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 oh yes. Uh, his whole, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but his whole deal is that he is actually a huge idol stand. He's uh, a huge idol stand, <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to kill all of these because I want to watch her show live, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyways, he's 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 fun. Uh, he is also voiced by Xander Mobus, by the way. In case you want to know how stupid talented, uh, very Xander good, is very person. good. But uh... so yeah, um, <sighs> big fight, big fight between Utah and um, Gato. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty that's a pretty strong fight with some pretty killer uh, rock AMV music. Yeah, the music in the movie is uh, very good, especially the insert songs, like that opening song in the intro. It was very pretty. Fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, that was a that was a metal AMV insert song in the middle of that fight. That's some yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh the, the fight progresses onward, but we just need a little bit more. So uh it's time to uh for the second time ever summon Rika to full power with uh, a bit of a caveat. You gotta make a pro- you gotta make it worth her wild. Yeah. You you, you do it once you do it once as like a everybody gets one but it's like if you're gonna do it again and you actually need her to work with you you gotta give her something you gotta offer the, something the first exchange. one's free the second time you gotta commit and commit he does with uh, what matrimony what we're going to assume was a kiss that I, I would like to say in the first screen I went to in the IMAX theater people laughed I don't know why I, I think it's just kind of like it's a, it's an awkward it's awkward to imagine like the kiss, but I think it's actually like a it's one of those like weirdly touch it's weirdly touching but also kind of morbid moments. Think of it as like Demon Romeo Juliet, where it's like I love you, <laughs> let's die together. Uh, yeah, of course, with this combination power, uh, she is ready to go. And Geto's going like, you think your putrid mortal love will be enough? In which uh, Yuta replies with the following. I don't know how good your hearing is, but if you don't understand what I'm saying, I always got a little bit of sign language. So here's to you. Middle so, finger yeah. up in the air. You gotta love it. But yeah, I I love how like Gato in particular is like, wow, never took you for such a womanizer, kid. And he's like, shut up, our love is pure. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> there, there's no other way to uh, seize the day and save Christmas than by saying, yeah, we love each other. Fuck you. Yeah, it's, it worked. Hey, if it worked for uh, G Gundam, it can work here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, but yeah, so yeah, the final fight is basically him summoning like a really powerful curse, and then a a whirlwind, a spiral whirlwind of um 
curses, which I which I found out apparently the manga translated it to Uzumaki, so kept that instead of just like giant spiral in the dub. Uh, of course. But yeah, um, so basically one giant fuck you attack clashes with uh, Yuta and Rika's even gianter fuck you fight me attack. An attack so good and so strong it Okay, this is where we're going to have to go into some anime stuff a little. So, ostensibly speaking, by the end of this movie, Gato is dead? So, here's why I say I'm confused about this as an anime watcher for a specific reason. So, he is straight up dead by the end of this movie. There is no way he fairly or reasonably survives the end of this movie, especially when he is confronted by Gojo, who Gojo was basically his uh, high school buddy. Like, they were actually, he was actually really good, close friends with him. And he basically hears what are his final words. So I'm asking a general question because I don't know, and I'm told it's manga spoilers. Because. It seems like Gato is dead by the end of this movie, but he is relevant player in Jujutsu Kaisen. I think one of two things happens to Gato. A, that is not Gato. That is one of his stronger curses that has basically just possessed his body and is basically puppeteering him around like a Gundam. Or B, he basically made like a dying of breath contract with one of his strongest curses to give him like to keep him around but he is basically like a zombie corpse walking yeah uh, to which I am not going to spoil you on what the actual twist is but I will say that knowing what the twist is and watching this movie it was like oh that's how it was like okay I have more context for how this twist works now like I was actually kind of confused by the twist he first ever read in manga but Watching this movie, it's like, okay, that would make... It's like, oh, okay, it makes perfect sense. Though. Okay, so that will eventually make sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because that was the thing. It's like, I heard there was an after credit scene. And it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, the most I will say is that there is a very specific reason why Black Flag's performance is very different in this movie. Noted. Cool. So that was just me theory talking, because I don't know, but it's like, I was surprise I'm like okay he, he's got to get out of this okay I was like the tension can't be that big if he if he's getting out of this but I'm like that that bitch just died <laughs> it's what it, it seemed to be anyway it seemed to be so I was I was taken a little aback by that anyways so yeah I get the feeling Goto and Gato is a popular ship. I'm, 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 I'm just going on a limb and saying that there are some circles there that are really all about that. And I, I can see it. It's basically the Naruto Sasuke, but it... Oh, wow, okay. I was gonna say it's the Naruto and Sasuke, but Naruto failed to save Sasuke, but like... That still happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just eventually stopped. God, Naruto's a mess. Um, so, okay. Um, yeah, anyways, point, point being. that. So, speaking of death, Yuta is not dead. 
And neither is anyone else. Neither is anybody else. They turned out okay because yeah. he healed them. And then we get to see um, uh, Gojo come back in. By the way, I don't think we mentioned uh, the fights between uh, Gojo and Miguel. That was Oh, we uh, didn't mention the Gojo-Miguel. That was very, very, very good. Oh, Miguel got his shit kicked out of him. <laughs> oh, my God. Props to that dude getting fucking wailed on. Oh, we also forgot to mention the Trendy Girls. Because the Trendy Girls deal is that they were in Bumfuck Nowhere. And in Bumfuck Nowhere, people who are cursed or demonic tend to get a lot of shit. Which, I mean, I've seen Igarashi. I know how that works. But yes, anyways, they were basically, like, locked up and treated as, like, freaked children until Gato came along and actually, like, saw potential and set them free. And that's why he works with them. And then they get out of the movie because we don't have time to go into that. But yeah, no, they were cool and Miguel's cool. But God, Miguel got the shit kicked out of him. He's like, ooh, I know how to take you. And then Gojo, there's just a giant fucking curse in the background. And Gojo's like, I don't have time for you. It just fucking destroys him. Like, oh. Yeah, very good. We got some very good uh, eyelash content in the meanwhile. Ojo, oh, Ojo. Gojo has unbelievably gorgeous eyes. Yeah. Naturally, um, we don't see him that often, so it makes it a little more impactful when we do. Yeah, he he knows the second he does that, it's like, oh, oh, mm, mm. I could get Mm. lost in your eyes, both metaphorically and literally. If I look into your eyes, I'm probably dead. (laughs) Yeah, um, naturally, nobody recognizes him without uh, the tape over his eyes going, who the hell are you? I'm your teacher. I thought that was really funny that they were like, oh, wait, what's your deal? It's like, oh, you know, it's me. Yeah. You're, you're, you're beloved sensei. No, yeah. fuck off. And, I, and I'm here to let you all know that uh, Yuta and I are very distantly related. And we got a very f- funny uh, cartoonish little uh, cutaway, which is a, a thing that happens a couple times, which. Um, it's I, a shot in movie. That's pretty I liked common. It. But yeah, so they basically are like, hey. What's the deal with Rika? Because Rika came from a normal fucking family. She should not be this powerful as a cursed spirit. What's the deal here? Then it turns out somewhere in Utah's distant family history genealogy is an extremely powerful cursed user or cursed spirit. I don't remember which it was. I I think I think it was uh, some sorcerer. I don't remember. Yeah, basically, yeah. powerful distant sorcerer. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, it turned out he was the one who unknowingly cursed Rika. So it was not Rika cursing him; it was him cursing her, unable to let her go. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. Yeah, she's finally free because he understands this and she is finally free to pass on. And it's very touching, teary-eyed. She's no longer the demonic form. She's like the 10-year-old kid again. And she's like, 
I would I you did not curse me you did not trap me and he, he's feeling guilty he genuinely feeling guilty and he's like and she's just like I love you dude mm-hmm this this has been wonderful we'll meet again but don't let it be too soon okay mm-hmm. and then yeah she fades off into anime light ball gas and it's touching and it's here and then credits. With a scene after the credits that I have some questions about, because how is this working? I also have questions so, as somebody who has watched the TV anime. This is Yuta and Miguel having a lunch in Kenya, with Gojo arriving to say hi. How does this work? I also don't know how this works. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, so uh, I don't... So even I'm a little confused as to what the exact context of this probably is specifically. But assuming this, it takes place in what is, like, the present for the TV series, uh, it is probably, okay, it is probably an event to specifically lead up to what should theoretically be at the end of season two, uh, if they cover the entire TV. The biggest thing I'm surprised about is, like, I guess just all of his followers are walking free? At least Miguel is just like okay. As as um, I mean, uh, there uh, yeah, there was a bit like right before Geto died where he did uh, ask uh, Gojo to spare his followers. So oh, did he actually say that? Around. Okay. Yeah, he did, yeah, he didn't mention that. Okay, I didn't actually remember that part. Okay, that 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 does track. But yeah, I guess Miguel was just like okay, dude got his at. So does he just wear that with pride, where it's like, hey, you don't want to take me. I got my ass beat by Satru Gojo. Wait, that's not impressive. I got my ass beat and lived. You want to fucking take me? <laughs> Which, you know what? That would that probably works in universe as well. It's like, dude got his ass beat by Satru Gojo and lived to tell the tale. So what you're saying is we'll see him again later. Probably. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I'm glad we're going to see more of Yuta later, because not only did I like Yuta a lot, like, I was extremely endeared to Yuta a lot in this movie, not only do I absolutely believe that Kaylee McKee is an actress who's going to be everywhere and going to go to big places, uh, Jed, I have a question for you. Is there a subset of people who prefer Yuta to Yuji? Uh, yeah, there's a pretty decent subset. Okay, cool. Consider me one of them. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's reasonable. I mean, Yuji's a good boy, but Yuji's an extremely good boy. I I don't dislike Yuji, and I think he's a ton of fun being a good good boy who means well, kind of an idiot. But also, Yuta is exactly like an archetype I'm endeared to a lot more. I'd say Yuta is major Deku energy for me, and I'm I'm a, I'm I'm about the uh, the Dekus, the Armands, <laughs> the Jacuzzi splots, and that's exactly where I would fit Yuta in. And that 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 is high praise for me. That's high praise. That is really I, I like that character type a lot. That's that's good stuff. So yeah, um, we all, but yeah, this does a good job. This movie is pretty interesting because it is a good introduction to the world of Jujutsu Kaisen without 
overbearing what the world of Jujutsu Kaisen is. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a way to describe it, is that it, it gives you a good taste if you're new if you're a new viewer. It gives you a lot of extra content and context if you're a returning viewer. But it also just doesn't feel too overbearing or feel like it's cramming too much in. Which is impressive. It genuinely is impressive. I don't feel like this movie ever overloaded me or beat me over the head with things that could have or should have happened. And I think that was the benefit of this being like sort of a separate story adapted. I I, I think that worked out really well. I guess now I, I guess now my question question actually this is a question for you because I was having this conversation jet. Yuta didn't get banished. He's just on a away mission, right? Oh uh, yeah, he's just on an away mission. Okay, because in the series they talk about the fact that like the third the seniors got like banished, but I don't think he was part of that. He's part of the he's part of the group that are now second years. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah he's like a second year student now, while like the main cast of the TV series are first years. As a, as a, as a, uh, yeah, he is. He is so suited. I'll definitely say this. I kind of prefer. I I will say this. I do personally prefer uh, TV anime design Maki over Jujutsu Kaisen Zero Maki. Uh, I also prefer that. I, it's 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 interesting because it's kind of like knowing this came first. It's almost like beta designs that got tweaked for publication. And Inamaki, I think he's... I, I do think the... You could argue the the sort of like short short bull hair is a little boring. But I think the crazy stick-up hair is already being covered by Gojo. And yeah, I, I stand by. Uh, white bandana is nowhere near as good as uh, black bandana. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As a, uh, boy, as a, uh, and I don't know if I said Maki, I'm just thinking, like, the really metal design she gets later on in Maki, and then I don't want to spoil what it's actually uh, Don't spoil shit, <laughs> but I've heard a little about it. Just, yeah, just stop. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, this serves as a pretty good holdover until we get that, uh, second season, and for what it's worth, this did pretty good numbers for its opening weekend, grossing just under... 18 million good enough for a second place for the whole uh, theatrical slate behind the Batman which yeah it's very good hey anime movies are fucking big can we stop giving them aggressively limited times especially for the dub versions? yeah maybe maybe yeah. don't do that and maybe you know uh, promote them Pre- preferably promote the dubs that you're paying money to produce Man, yeah, I, I, I don't want to turn this into a Debbie Downer thing, but there I've I've got strong feelings on how this merger is going, and that's for uh, next episode. Yeah, that's for next time. Um, is it, is it, yeah, I will say it was definitely not very encouraging that there was not a dub trailer until, like, two days before the movie. The beauty theaters. That was kind of like, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's... Plus, like I said, I I was like worried about ha- not, ha- not having time to do the things I needed to do at this convention and do the movie at the same time. I was get- I was worried I couldn't do it, but managed to pull it off pretty easily. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, typically around uh, my area, at least, the dub was having, like, one screening a day where the sub had, like, two or three. Yeah, yeah, the theater I went to, there was only the 1.30 p.m. screening of the dub and, like, at least three or four of the subbed in yeah. that same theater, which which is kind of obnoxious. I, I know I'm not the one responsible for it, but I'm going to take credit anyway. You can all thank me for yelling at Crunchyroll and getting Tina Robinson's attention over the fact that there weren't any a whole lot of dub screenings at first, and then they added more. So um, you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I appreciate the fact that, like, even a lot of people in the industry are like, dude, this is kind of ridiculous that there are such limited screenings for something that should be more accessible. I agree. That's obnoxious. Uh, But yeah, um, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero was a good movie. As far as any actual criticisms of it, I don't know, it it was pretty good. I I don't really have major criticisms of it, but it's just like, it's a good solid arc turned into a almost two-hour movie. Yeah. It did a good job. It's a very good Shonen Jump movie. That's that's what we're trying to say here. No, actually, no. Okay, that's... I, I That's not fair to say, because to me, a Shonen Jump movie means something else. This is this is the first uh, anime movie, at least in a while, that was related to a franchise that I'd say that pulled me into the story quite a bit. I realized it's canon... But, you know. I was going to say, to me, a typical Shonen Jump movie for the longest time is synonymous with all flash, no substance. You, Some of them have been better over the years, but, like, there are some of them where it's like, okay, this is non-canon, or it's canon enough that it doesn't intru- be intrusive, while looking really fucking pretty. So, uh, yeah, it's only in recent years we've gotten ones we've gotten ones that are actually some sense will do things that are like actually important for the franchise going forward. And even the ones that are like more fillery, like I still stand by Heroes Rising was like fucking was like about as top tier of like a Shonen Jump doesn't matter movie as it gets. Probably why I was a little let down by World's Heroes missions, but that that's beside the point. Um but yeah. This is just a solid, solid movie. Decent show to movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Go see it uh, when you still can, because you never know when it's going to It's probably leave. gone by the time this episode's out. Uh, you never know. Also, if you want a good example of, like, the worst kind of, like, shonen movie that just doesn't matter, uh, Hunter Hunter The Last Mission is the most aggressively nothing thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Wait, uh, which one was that? Because one of them I remember being significantly worse than the other. Uh, I mean, I mean, I own Phantom Rouge. It's like okay. Phantom Rouge is okay, but Last Mission is nothing. Is Last Last Mission's that one where they like pull the? Oh, these people have powers that work differently than what we're used to. Yes, right? it's like oh, they have the powers of on. It's like fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, that, that... Okay, then. Anyways, Zero's pretty good. Hopefully it streams on Crunchyroll sooner than later, especially considering it's a big deal. 
There's a, as I, uh, yeah, there definitely is some stuff that happens in that movie that's going to be important for the second season to, yeah, get it on Crunchyroll. Also, I know this isn't technically news, but I have a question. If the rumblings we have heard are true, wonder who the fuck else is going to direct it. Yeah. Nothing official has been said so far, but, um... The rumblings have been heard, and if that's substantial, that's a that's a pretty yeah, so big I was, hit. Okay, I would, I mean, I would say maybe an understudy, but I mean, uh, the understudy is uh, doing the other big. Oh right yeah! Now. Oh god! <laughs> Speaking of anime movies, guess what? It sounds like the way they paced the final season of Attack on Titan Part Two. There's gotta be enough content left over for a feature film to finish the fucking series! Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would have to say on the whole Titan thing is, uh, man, it really sucks. Yujiro uh, Hayashi is probably going to be stuck in Titan jail for a while longer. Let that man do Dora Hidoro, god damn it! Or, or you know, preferably more Okay, it is not confirmed, but this is the final season parts two, and the way it is paced right now, there are probably like eight or nine more chapters left. And they've been doing a, ch- they've been doing it a chapter an episode for the past couple episodes. Uh, if it's gonna be a movie, it's probably gonna be a bomb ass movie, or at least it better fucking be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that'll be fun to talk yep. about sometime. That was a reaction. I look forward to that Maquia Mappa movie. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, and maybe uh, one of those other movies they announced will actually happen in the next five years. What? Nah, shut up. Don't be crazy. Uh, okay, well, uh, a- anyway, if you want to see a good map movie right now, go see this movie. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is very good, and this blind son of a bitch here, uh, blind to the show, that is, um, enjoyed it. I might, ch- I might check out this TV show afterwards. You might enjoy it. You might also see proper how weird it is that, like, a cast has this many recurring voice actors in the dub and it's kind of odd it's it's not that apparent in the tv series but boy i mean no it's not that apparent in the movie but it's 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 certainly there okay then well um yeah this was a fun talk and uh with that, I believe we have made up for the fact that I am a very, very busy individual and couldn't get the show done on time. It happens. Oh, well. But uh, here you go. Here's a little something extra for you to hold, hold you over until our next uh, big show, which will happen very soon because yeah. everything continues to grow and grow and grow. Yeah, we're... Uh... The t- the date we're recording this, uh, one of the big conventions in Japan's going on right now. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have things to talk about. We will have plenty of things to talk about next time. So uh, stay tuned for that. And well, with that, that'll do it for this uh, movie night edition of uh, the show that we do. 
y'all know the title. So thank you for listening to uh, Movie Nights. We hope you'll come back. Uh, when I say Movie Nights, that's another show. Sorry, Allison, didn't mean to steal your gimmicks. But thank you for listening to the podcast on a Movie Nights. There we go. We hope you'll come back next time for uh, the Anime Japan or whatever else. So uh, until then, go, go to the movies. You might have a good time. This episode was almost as long as the movie. Every time. All right, night, everybody. Bye. Have a good night, y'all.